Welcome to another installment of Lake Washington High School Poetry Podcast. My name is Mr. Terich, and I am the advisor for the Lake Washington High School Poetry Club, here to bring you a few more poems to entertain you, to educate you, to enlighten you. These five poems that you will hear are from our most recent Poetry Slam on May 31st. And we're going to get this thing started with a poem from Jackie Castro. Hello. (laughs) My name is Jackie Castro, and my poem is called Grab a Seat. My mind is equivalent to the definition of intelligence. Understand the words that I'm spitting. Your lines are the past tense of these feelings that I'm hitting. Oh, but I forgot that class is in session. Everybody's staring at every fresh body that walks in. Better grab my seat before I get a detention. First period is so silent, it feels like an intermission. Man, I can't believe I failed to read the board for the homework I'm always missing. But trust me, teacher, I'm a really smart kid. So why is it that I got a D in my last quiz? Don't put me on your radar, that's not where I fit in. Excuse me, my mistake, I put it on the low, but I don't pay attention because my mama had a stroke and my brother keeps smoking and my father keeps crying. Maybe it's the reason I don't catch a hit right. Maybe it's the reason why my future's on the line. This mattress doesn't seem to add up right. And I know the school don't pay you enough for all the extra hours you spend on helping us survive. Students always skipping class, trying to find a better way to fill up time. Teaching in class for the minority, gotta get it for the majority. Cause the government says that we're your main priority. So Mr. Miss, I ain't trying to play games, so please put on some patience because my mom will never act the same. My brother's addicted and my father, he's dying. Better think twice before you grade these paraphrased lines. Yeah, I say it on a Word document. I guess that's the only way I can remain permanent. Thank you. The next poem you're going to hear is from Olivia Lopez. Hello, I'm Olivia, and this poem is called Six Pounds. She lost six pounds, and with every pound, she lost something beautiful. With the first two pounds, she split her soul in half. When she looks in the mirror now, she sees two of herself, one imperfect and real, too real. Another the face of an alien, staring from behind bars, lost in a sea of inertness. And if she reaches out to touch it, caress those hollow cheeks, will she fall into herself or a parasite? With the next three pounds, she forgets how to eat and remembers how to beg for forgiveness in the dark, when her stomach cries out to her, desperate to survive, desperate to remind her that she is human. Food is not your enemy, it says. Food is not her enemy. She is her own enemy. They say there are seven sins, but what if our sins were the things we thought when we looked in the mirror? 
the way we hold our bellies, flattening them into a perfect slope, wishing we looked like something we can't even see. With the six pound, she lost her immunity to the toxic waste of the internet, the pictures, the comments, the people she told herself she didn't need to be. And that's when she thought of gaining. Gain, G-A-I-N, to obtain or secure something desired, something favorable. She's not afraid to gain. Wouldn't you rather gain, she asked herself, than lose? Because soon you'll have lost everything, and there will be nothing left but emptiness. And in her hollow body, would she find the seed to nurture into recovery? Is she strong enough to fight this? A battle understood by all of us. A battle we all fight. A battle we all fight. She's not anorexic or bulimic, but she's a teenage girl. And really, what's the difference? Coming up next, we have a poem from Raven Johnson. Hi! Um, <laughs> so, um, this is a part three to my FU Fox News poems. <laughs> I do not pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America when there are men and women fighting for this country just to come home to be disrespected. How dare you ask for a veteran discount? How dare you say that to someone who fights for your freedom, sacrifice after sacrifice, but you get angry over a cheaper sandwich? My father served in the Marine Corps. He suffers from PTSD. He's seen things he can't unsee, and you have the nerve to tell him he's being rude. To all the veterans, I'm thankful for your service. I appreciate your sacrifice, and I'm sorry if my poem upsets you but the country you are fighting for needs to fight for you. I do not pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands when a man and woman cannot be considered equal. I will not let you tell me feminism isn't needed when a woman gets paid significantly less than a man in the same job. Maternal leave is frowned upon and a woman's choice on what to do with her body is no longer her own. Please 1%, please Mr. CEO, tell me why women do not deserve the same amount of pay. Please head honcho, please big boss, tell me why women bearing children, lives, future citizens do not deserve, cannot spend time with their newborns without having to worry about their next paycheck. Please officer, please your honor, tell me when she was ever asking for it, tell me when she wanted to be raped. Please, congressmen, please, congresswomen, tell me when it was okay to tell any woman that she can and cannot do to her own body. Feminism is a quality, a right we all deserve. One nation, where? I see people divided, I see people taking sides. Black lives matter, don't make this about you. Systematic oppression has harmed the young lives of our future. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, and many, many more police brutality, racial profiling, excuses. Because he's a black man will never justify taking a life. 
I watch as protests become riots that break out in strife. Do not tell me police brutality isn't real when Sandra Bland unjustly died in her jail cell. Do not tell me racial profiling isn't real when young, men, young black men and women are imprisoned on the basis of their skin pigmentation. This is racism, discrimination, plaguing our people and plaguing our nation. I stand with my brothers and sisters fighting for the fallen, fighting for the rights they deserve. Trayvon, Michael, Tamir, Sandra, and all the others unjustly murdered by racism within our own people, may you rest in power. One nation under God, yet you tell me that Muslims are terrorists. Terrorism knows no religion. I refuse to let innocent people of their faith fall victim to oppression and hate when they did nothing wrong. Radicals and extremists are hurting our people. ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, terrorist organizations, do not let them define what a religion is. Do not let those groups change your perception of a faith. A young woman in a hijab is beaten to death. A man in a turban is written off as a terrorist. Muslims praying to Allah are disrespected, beaten, or killed because they practice a religion with so much negative sti stigma. Thanks to you and years of propaganda, my Muslim brothers and sisters, I stand with you. I pray for you and hope you are well. May the rest of the world realize that terrorism knows no religion. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, but don't allow mental health to be a reasonable appeal because the stigma has ruptured the true meaning because the people affected with mental health issues were already crazy in the first place. Don't tell me they aren't in need of help. Don't tell me they aren't in need of justice when it's almost easier to act normal than to truly figure mental health out. Liberty and justice for all. Mental health affects more than 61.5 million Americans in a year. Where's the justice for them? Thousands of mental health ap appeals are denied. Thousands of people go to mental health institutions and get their brains fried. Where's the justice? Mental health is a serious issue, a serious concern. Don't leave this court, Your Honor. Don't adjourn. An appeal for mental health is an appeal for justice. Don't forget that. Don't tell me to stand for something I do not believe in. I will pledge allegiance to the flag when the people of this nation get the deserved defense against racism and discrimination. I'll have pride in my country when there is something to be prideful of, when there is no longer oppression of its own people, liberty, justice, equality, finally peaceful. Thank you. <laughs> Here's a poem from Jane Flagel. So, this is called King of the World. Our world has a new king, and may he rule our lives forever. May he interrupt our conversations, may he distract us from our everyday lives, may he educate us, and may he kill humanity with radiation rays that we've all seen to come across. 
Our world has a new evil king, one who kills time so fast we forget about its currency. May he continue to rob our lives and break into our minds of madness. May he continue to crush our confidence and cram comparison into our heads to a point where we think about it from the moment we rise and lay uneasy in our beds. Our world has a new deceiving king. Our king has created acronyms to mimic emotions of unliteral meanings. He's gleaming late at night as we read articles of the importance of sleep. Yet we continue to read words of what may or may not be true, but may the new king continue to do what he needs to do. May he create social apps for us to stare on a screen talking, but in reality nothing can beat a good conversation face to face. Our world has a new king of destruction. In his kingdom we place him before ourselves no matter what the case. If our houses are burning, we, can, we still save him, even if he can be replaced. Those baby photographs can't, nor could that love letter, but for some reason, he's better, and when he dies, we rush to revive him, especially if we need to pick up on a conversation. But the truth is, if a conversation dies in person, it means something. You're not thinking of what the other person wants to hear. You don't think. You don't you just speak to your comprehension without apprehension of what they will respond. You don't stop to wait for dot, dot, dots. You just talk. Our world has a new king, and his name is technology. He has taken over the entire human body. I don't remember the last time I saw light in someone's eyes because all I noticed was a glow from below starting at the base of their chin. No one understood that this would begin when we crowned our new king him. But to this, you must listen, because it's up to you to overrule him. to end the podcast here is a poem from kyla gillen all right this is called apologies when i was 10 years old i pushed a girl all the way because that swing was mine she fell now i didn't mean to push her i didn't mean for her to fall or scrape her knee or tell the teacher oh that teacher full of emotions she asked for my words saying what do you have to say for yourself i'm sorry but what does a sorry mean I think about it every time my heart goes out of line. I'm thinking about the lighting, the feeling, the time, the way it felt to hear your mouth say mine, and I say sorry. I'm reminded with the everlasting blows of sorrows and pain and the lust that flows like a river with no end <laughs> alongside that lake of regrets that I keep down low, and I'm sorry. I'm deep underwater with my life on the line. My sweet mother calls my name. My father doesn't understand that this isn't just a game, so I'm sorry. What does a sorry mean? A lie we tell to show emotion or sorrow, an excuse for our mistakes. Something to say because we can't say anything at all. Or perhaps it is a deep misunderstanding <laughs> that we should be at fault for explaining our every motive.
a girl with no emotions to show a face with a lie painted in a curved line because she's trying to hide and I'm sorry. The boy with the name, the eyes colored like the rain, cloudy and heavy with all the pain he feels squeezed into a mold that he can't hold and I'm sorry. The regrets of my past, my mistakes, the lies I create to keep together, my slowly breaking wall against self-hate and I'm so sorry. I hear the mouths of teens move saying things like I hate your hair and shoes, yet somehow the words that fall from my mouth are sorry. Those kids in the street don't have enough to eat, yet I have the audacity to say that I'm starving, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my way of coping is saying I'm the best. I'm sorry that my friends are clinically depressed. I'm sorry I'm not perfect on every single test, and I'm sorry my idea of fun is never getting to rest. I'm sorry I put family first. I'm sorry that I lie. I'm sorry to all those who've endured the word goodbye. I'm sorry to my mother for bringing constant stress, and I'm sorry to my father for feeling like a pest. There's so much I've done, there's so much to lose, there's so much to mourn and too much to prove. I'm sorry that I can't help that this is what I do. I'm sorry that I fall asleep without a doubt in my mind that I'll wake up tomorrow and be sane every time. Because of this, I'll always sleep with my phone on loud in case you call me, but you won't, so my head's obviously in the clouds. I'm sorry I care too much. I listen and observe and give my best. I give advice and I lend a hand. I try not to cry, but I'm an emotional mess. But in the end, you'll hear me say, well, you can guess. I'm sorry I put others before myself. I'm sorry if you and I don't work out. Whether it's my fault, your fault, his fault, or hers, know that overall, I'm sorry. That I'm always sorry. So what does a sorry mean? Eventually, sorry has no meaning. Thanks once again for listening to the Elda Poetry Podcast. We will see you again in a couple of weeks with more poems, and we will have more poetry slams throughout the next school year. If you are listening on iTunes, uh, it'd be great to know who is out there listening. Maybe drop us a review on iTunes. That would be great. Otherwise, we will see you in a couple of weeks, and keep writing. <laughs>